Hello, savvy listeners. I am excited you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. Experts will share solutions and efficient tips to create a roadmap just for you. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Good morning, good morning. You are here with Melissa Ambers and we're on Savvy, the business podcast. And as usual, we always like to bring in experts to let you know, you know, things that's out there, inform you, empower you, and just bring you a topic of a variety of different um, uh, conversations. And with this conversation, this is truly a unique conversation and uh, a new topic that we have not hit yet, but I think that it's very important that we do, you know, talk about it, brush the surface of it, because I know today with, it, with time limits, we can only brush the surface of it. Um, but hopefully, you know, once we get into the conversation with our guests, we may have to, you know, really bribe him to come back and do a second one <laughs> to get a little bit deeper into it. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. And our guest today is Mr. Fabian Swartz. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. And the title of his book is Your Scrum Playbook, Poker Not Chess. Um, I know we hear a lot of times it's chess, not checkers, uh, but whoever quite heard is, you know, poker, not chess. So this is also, you know, something new. So to go ahead and get started, we're going to get into uh, talk with Mr. Fabian, and he's had um, more than 20 years of experience in the tech sector, and as you know, a lot of, I always call myself the gadget girl, I love my gadgets, <laughs> I love the technology, <laughs> you know, I always say technology is a beautiful thing, so this is a treat for me today to talk to someone in the tech sector. Um, he served many roles in the IT industry, including developer, tester, trainer, project, and program manager. As a traditional project manager, Convert turned Scrum trainer. We're going to get into Scrum later. So I know some of you are saying, Scrum, what? So we're going to get into that later. So just, just bear with me. Hold on. Um, he has reached more than 30,000 people and has worked with companies of any size from startups to Fortune 100 companies. He has been a pioneer of using Scrum outside of the technology sector. Okay, so Fabian, let's get into Scrum. What is Scrum? Okay. And where did that come from? Okay, yeah, let me try to explain it that way. So I think Scrum is a very lightweight management framework that helps you to improve dramatically the performance of your team and also to react way better to changing environments. Okay, you did that real quick. Okay, so <laughs> um, to react to your team and train your environment, so would you consider that to be in the same category as processes? Okay, so maybe, yeah, let, let, me, let me extend that and maybe a little bit. So. Okay what's what's the what's the the challenge that we see so the environment is changing really fast the whole business environment and in, in traditional ways of working and planning what you try to do in the beginning is you you make a very big plan trying to plan out everything in detail yeah. 
Yeah. And the moment you finish planning, your plan is useless because the environment has changed. So what, what Scrum does is it, it works in iterations and, and it helps you to get the uncertainty basically down to, to always prove your assumptions again and to adjust if the assumptions are wrong. So, so I think um, it's probably best in an environment with lots of uncertainty where when you have, I don't know, if you have an accounting department with fixed processes, uh -huh. they might just follow their processes, let's say. But if you want to develop a new product, if you want to develop a new service, if you want to develop projects, if you have uncertainty in, in your work, which is most of our work today, then Scrum is really useful. Okay. Okay, so how can uh, a small business uh, utilize Scrum and start to look at Scrum as something that's useful in a, their daily operations? Yeah, so I think, for example, for a small business, I know five people, six people, three people, that is it's really good because a scrum team is usually from three to nine people, one team. So, so naturally that, that works in these small businesses really well. If you have a really big company with 20,000 people, what you will do is then you will use or have several teams, right? Okay. And then, then you have another challenge because you have to synchronize and coordinate those teams. But yeah, for a small team, Scrum is perfect. Okay. Okay, so how, do you, would you consider this to be similar or close to Six Sigma? Um, okay. So I think Six Sigma, for example, is very focused on process efficiency. Right. Okay. While, while Scrum is focused a lot on, first of all, doing the work that is actually the work that creates value. So there's lots of work that we do that, that creates few value and doesn't create value at all. So, so Scrum is very heavy in prioritizing what you do first and also then focusing on that. So, so the, the, the aim of Scrum is to, to, to get value, to maximize value. Okay. And, and that mixed with, with continuous feedback or continuous iterations helps you to learn if, if you actually have created value, how the client perceive the value, if you have to adjust something on your product or service. And on the other side, you learn also about how you work internally. So you try to step-by-step step to improve the way you work together. So, so that way on one, one side, you, you improve the value you, you create. On the other side, you improve the way you create it. So you create maybe value faster. Okay. And value, that is... Um you know, top of the line in any business because you have to provide that value and, or, and also trust in order for your clients to come back and to trust you with providing them that service or product. So, Correct. So uh, having that value and utilizing something like Scrum to maximize that value could, is, is a huge benefit and could be crucial to some uh, businesses. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I think so. Well, at the end, if, if you cannot produce value for your client, you are out of business, right? And, and if, you, if you just hypothesize about what value is for your client and you work two years or three years in, in creating a huge product, you launch that and then you realize actually the client is not willing to pay for that or doesn't value that the way you saw it, you're also out of business. 
So you have to create value fast, but you have to get feedback on that and, and improve on that. Okay. Um, how how uh, can Scrum help a business create a plan in an uncertain environment? Okay, so th this is where Scrum is really strong. So you, you obviously need the kind of a major vision or purpose where, where you go. Like if you, you want to create a new web platform, you want to drill an oil well, or you want to implement an ERP system, like you need some kind of, of major idea what you want to do. But then what, what Scrum does is, because it works in iterations, you, you start to plan out the first iteration in detail, and iteration in Scrum is maximum a month. So you have iterations of a week, for example, of short, short iterations. You plan that out, you deliver something small, and based on what you learn, you adjust your plan. So, so, so that way you, you bring uncertainty down and, and when you plan the next iteration, you already have new information. So you, you don't try to guess everything at the beginning, which is wrong anyway. So, 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 so Scrum is really strong in environments with high uncertainty. Okay. When and why uh, can the Scrum framework fail? Okay, that, that's, a, that's another good question. So, so what we see a lot is companies telling us they do scrum and if you go in and look what they're doing is they do basically just elements of scrum so scrum is very easy it has very few elements but we suggest that you do all of them when you call it scrum so in english we we have something we call scrum but so we do scrum but we have a project manager now you have to know in scrum there is no project manager or we do scrum but we do the daily scrum once a week. So the idea of the daily scrum is you do that every day. So if, if you do these adjustments, if you have these scrum buts, you're actually not doing scrum. This is the, one of the reasons it actually fails. Uh, you haven't really done it. A second reason is, well, let's see why, why people want to use scrum. So they want to probably produce value faster or they want to be better able to change to their environment. So what they want to be is they want to be more agile. And, and here's a bad news. So Scrum, Scrum doesn't automatically make you more agile. What Scrum does pretty well is Scrum shows you where you are not. So when you start with Scrum, you can expect to see problems. This is normal. This is where Scrum is strong, where Scrum shows you you're not agile in this case. And, and what you have to do now is you have to fix that problem. If you don't, then Scrum will fail. Okay. All right, so I mean, I like how you say, you know, it shows you the problem. So regardless of how big or small your business is, there's always something that can be fixed or something that may be happening and you're not, not quite sure why or how. So going through this Correct. process will extract those issues. And that way you can figure out, you know, if we need to hire more people, we need to stop something, add something, you know, figure out whatever that issue is and, and get a solution to, to fix it. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And actually you said something very interesting. Uh, for example, if you should hire more people. So what we find is many of our clients, when we start working with them, they're all extremely busy. Everybody is extremely busy. And, and the natural way of thinking is well maybe we should hire more people but when we when we work with them one of their major problems is context switching so they do multitasking all day long 
and this context switching um, steals most of their, their time actually. So they are busy, but they're busy switching context. And in Scrum, we try to focus. So we prioritize, we say, okay, this is the highest value item. And then we all focus on getting this done. Uh -huh. So many clients, what we could actually achieve was instead of hiring more people, we, we, we could get twice as much done with, with the same stuff. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So, um, with, um, like you said, hiring more stuff or getting, um, uh, or not really hiring more people. Um, so let, let me just say it, it pretty much that just adds to the chaos, really, you know, yeah, it, yeah. hiring more people to say, okay, that's the, the quick, easy solution. Let's, let's just bring in some more people. So that could actually add to the chaos of what's going on and not really fix the solution. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So as they're going through, through, um, through this process and trying to figure out, um, if that is the right thing to do is to hire people or not to hire somebody, what can we do to fix it? So, um, you know, I mentioned about the framework failing. So as they're going through this process, what are some of the things that you've seen working with uh, your clients that they think, oh, wow, you know, we found a solution, we fixed it, we know what's going on, but they really have not found that solution or they haven't finish going through that process. Okay, so what, 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 what we've learned is that in, in many cases, um, the problem is not really the problem. The problem is just the symptom that they've seen, so they haven't gone to the root cause of the problem. Uh, yeah. So it's like you, I don't know, you have every day a headache and you, every day you take a pill, uh, but that doesn't fix the root cause, just fix the pain. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so, so Scrum helps you actually to go to the root cause. Uh -huh. And a, a second problem we see is in the, the problem and the solution in most situations, I believe, are more kind of a hypothesis. So you think that's your problem and you think that's the solution to that problem. So I think it is important that you test that. So in Scrum, since we work in iterations, at the end of the iteration, we analyze the iteration, we, we figure out, okay, our most difficult or most important problem here is this, and the possible solution is that. And then we try to implement that straight away in the next sprint or in the next iteration, and, and learn if it works. And in most cases it will work, but we've seen several cases also where our hypothesis was wrong. So, so we actually, we didn't fix the problem or the problem wasn't the real problem. So we okay. didn't get better. So does that kind of tie into, or that's how we get into empowering uh, cross-functionality uh, with teams? Okay. Yeah. Um, cross-functionality is something really important in, in Scrum. Mm -hmm. And this is one, one way to, to actually like one, one way to get this, you start working together and you see you're not cross-functional, it will show up pretty fast as, an, as a problem. Yeah. But so what, what do we want in Scrum? In Scrum, we have several roles. So we have one role, we call it the product owner. And this is the person that basically tells us where we go. So he tells us what to do. This is the, the guy with the vision, let's say. Uh -huh. But then we have a team and this team has the autonomy 
and the authority to develop the how do we get there. So they developed the solution to the problem. But, but it has to be a solution end-to-end. -end. So if you want to develop a new web page, it doesn't make sense to have a development uh, team that just develops the code and then you have another team that does UX and then other, like the design part and then you have another team that does testing because that will take way too long. So you, you want a team where you have all these skills that you need to produce the product end-to-end in the same team. So th th this is, this is what, what, where, we, where we want to get. And, and we want to even go further because you could do that pretty easily, putting a tester, a developer, and a designer in one team. Then you have a cross-functional team. But the problem then is, if everybody just focuses 100% on his job, like for example, developer on developing, then you will have at one point in time, you will have bottlenecks and, and idle time because there will always be somebody that has nothing to do and always be someone that, that has so much to do that he doesn't know what to do first. Okay. So we want to, to become or we want that they become what we call T-shaped people. So obviously the developer is still an expert in development, which is probably then the, the vertical part of the T. But we also want him to be able to to help the others, at least uh, in a general way, um, which is the, the, the horizontal part of the T. So when he's, for example, free, he can help someone that, that is very busy. Now the, the way to get there is cross-training, right? So, so we, we have, we have to, to train him. So the, the tester probably won't become an expert in development, but he will be able to help. Maybe an, an example of what we've achieved with that. So, so we have one client here that's a retail company. And the team I'm talking about is the team that, that sets up stores. So they prepare everything in a store for launch day. So when they launch the store, when they open the store, then, then everything has to be ready. They, they get the store to that point. And their major KPI is how, how many stores do they open per quarter. So when we, when we went in there and analyzed the team, uh, they, had, they had six stores per quarter. And the first quarter we did Scrum with them, they did 27. The way we did that was well, doing Scrum with them, but, but helping them to be cross-functional and, and, and T-shaped, one helping each other. So not just focusing on new work, but seeing it as teamwork and trying to help another person when I have free time um, to get their stuff done. Okay. So with everything you're saying, not only is it very interesting, uh, the concept and everything, but for say the average person okay they've never heard of scrum and watch this video and understand everything that you're saying you know you have what would you say to someone say well okay well why can't i just say i need to change my processes or write a new sop what would you say to somebody that would say that okay um so like probably the easiest way to get started is just download the scrum guide so this is free to 16 pages um it's very easy to understand. So that gives you a first idea. Um, what, what we have learned, and that's where the thing gets a little bit more difficult, is I think everybody is able to understand Scrum very fast because it's so easy. Uh -huh. the, the problem, the challenge is usually in, in applying it, to have the discipline to, to stick to these few uh, rules and, and then interpretation because the guy tells you what to do but doesn't tell you how to do it. Yeah. And, and here the book comes, comes into play. It was actually the reason we, I wrote the book 
because there were so many ideas about uh, how to do it and, and some obviously did work, but some didn't, that I thought, well, maybe we should write down what we have learned. Uh, so second step would probably then, when you have the guide, probably read the book <laughs> and yeah. and, uh, and get an idea. If you want it faster, well, you, you always can get training, right? So there are, there are lots of trainings out there where two days you, you get you get a first impression what to do and you, you walk away with with first steps to to implement. Okay. And I, I like one word that you said was discipline. That is so <laughs> for so many people to do is discipline <laughs> and consistency. So those two things is difficult for a lot of people regardless of where you are in business. Um, because you know we have those habits and I have a saying of change your habits, change your success. So it's, it's one of those things that that discipline and i'm guilty of it too i'm not gonna say sometimes you know we don't fall off but we have to figure out that way of jumping back on okay i gotta shake this off i gotta get back in it um even when it's frustrating because anyone that's in business and i'm gonna even say people that's in a professional career um it gets uh frustrating sometimes uh when we're dealing with various tasks or projects and you know pretty sometimes just day to day so it's, it's um, finding a way to break away. And when I work with, you know, some of the clients I work with, because, you know, I help them with behind the scenes, getting organized, understanding online tools and things like that, because that is, you know, very important in a business too, to get away from, you know, the paper. I'm like, everybody have, you know, technology now. We all have a smartphone, a tablet, iPad or something and a, and a computer. So why aren't we using those de uh, devices like we should be, you know, to save time, save money. And uh, I mean, just who doesn't want their time back first and foremost, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's getting into those, those different things and being um, disciplined to change our habits uh, to be successful and to understand these new processes, new things that's coming out. So, you know, with that being said, leading into, you have a book, Your Scrum Playbook. One, why did you write the book? And when you hear playbook, of course, everybody goes to sports. You know, the yeah. playbook, you know, gives you what you need to do. Yeah. It gives you the plan, the process, all of that. So what made you write the book and what can people expect from the book? Okay. So, yeah. Honestly, in the beginning, I wasn't a real fan of the idea of writing a book because I thought there's the Scrum Guide and the Scrum Guide is all you need, right? So that's the rule. The Scrum Guide actually says it's the rules of the game. Okay. It's like you play chess, you get a rule book. Um, but what we've seen is the, the how to, like the Scrum Guide tells you what to do, but not, not really how to do it. And then the how, there are so much different interpretations. And what we actually have seen, so... Um, the, the, the creators of Scrum, Jeff Sutherland and, and Ken Schwaber, uh, are the two that wrote the guide. Mm -hmm. But we found that people, the further they are away from the creators, so let's say Jeff has trained someone that has trained someone that has trained someone that has trained someone, the, the further diluted the message get and sometimes even the message gets changed. Yeah. So, so, so as in chess, you maybe have the rule book, but you also have... Um, strategy books uh, that, that tell that teaches you more not only rules but but more tactics and strategies mm -hmm. i thought we need a book that um 
that uses our experience and tells people how to do it. So that, that was why we actually wrote a book um, in the first place, why I wrote a book in the first place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called it Playbook just because of that, because the Scrum Guide in a sentence is the rule book. But if you want to play a game, the rules are not enough. Or if you want to master a game, let's say the rules are not enough for you. The rules are enough to get started. But if you want to achieve mastery, you you need strategies and tactics. Okay. Um, the strategy, uh, that comes up chess, a poker. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, to win poker, um, you, you need a strategy. It's more than just, okay, I have some cards in my hand, I have some chips, and I'm just going to throw them out. You have to have Correct. a strategy. Um, what is a really basic strategy um, that you can share uh, for someone to get started with Scrum and um, to, to kind of stick with it? Okay. So I think um, a first important thing is stick to the rules. Like in, in, in any game, chess, poker, whatever it is, you, you can't break really the rules. Yeah. And you invent a new game, right? Mm-hmm. So stick to the rules. Have the discipline to 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 do the that scrum is really lightweight so it's not we're not talking 500 pages and 50 different processes it's just very few elements stick to the rules but but then what you have to understand is the if you if you start doing that you will see all these problems and 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 an important point to do is you have to fix those problems if you just keep going and leaving the problems like you say okay yeah that's the way it always was then you 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 won't achieve what you are actually looking for that's being more agile so i would resume that and stick to the rules don't don't change them in the beginning and and the problems you see you have to fix like we call them impediments so basically there at the beginning there will show up lots of impediments i would recommend that you prioritize them and the 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 most important one you fix first etc and maybe an example what we see a lot is for example, we see, we see lots of teams working several projects at the same time. So that, that's an impediment. We want focus, so fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, like, actually, another two problems we see a lot is one is, is um, co- uh, not co-located teams, so distributed teams. You can use Scrum with distributed teams. It works. Mm-hmm. But you achieve higher performance if the teams are co-located. Uh, I don't know who was that, but someone said once uh, co-location is the closest thing to fairy dust. And, and, and we found it is. And what we, what we also see that's interesting, it's a lack of psychological safety. Oh. So in a high uncertainty environment, you have to take risks because you have to try out things. Now, if you take a risk that goes wrong and, and you, you get fired immediately or like, punished very hard, well, then nobody is going to take risk. That's lack of psychological safety. So you, you don't feel safe to, to, to try out something new. But there are lots more, no? but there are, for example, three that we see very frequently. Okay. This is, this is like I said, it's very interesting uh, conversation and concept. Um, I'm Six Sigma Black Belt uh, certified. And, you know, listening to, you know, what you're saying with the scrum and that concept, you know, I can see how it can tie, but at the same time, I see how it is different uh, a little bit. So 
um, it's, it's very interesting. And I'm definitely going to download the, the book and look at that. And I like that you said that it's lightweight, because of course, when we hear stuff, one that we don't recognize or are familiar with, we're thinking, oh my God, you know, I have this real thing. <laughs> It's going to talk in all this jargon that I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's lightweight. So, you know, anybody can download it, go through the pages and understand what it is. But we're, you know, at that place where it's telling, okay, this is what you need to do, but it's not truly giving you that playbook of how to do it. And that's why they need to buy your book. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we, you know, you can download the free uh, book. You say it's like what, 16, 17 pages or something like that. Yeah, it's sixteen. Like the free Scrum Guide is sixteen yeah. pages at scrumguide.org. Okay, so scrumguide.org. Download the free guide, and once you download that, go over and purchase the book. By Fabian yeah, Swartz, your Scrum Playbook Poker Not Chess. Now, where can we purchase the book? So um, it's right now in the process of, of publishing. So it will be online and Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc. pretty soon. For now, go to yourscrumplaybook.com. You can download actually a free ebook with some tips there. And if you register there, you get all the information for, for the book. Okay. Yourscrumplaybook.com yourscrumplaybook.com and that'll give them a snippet of what they can expect uh when Correct. the uh when the actual playbook itself is launched um now when you uh, get ready to launch that book are you going to you know are you looking forward to any type of webinars or anything what can people look forward to from fabian uh, talking about Scrum, uh, showing Scrum, and just carrying out and extending this conversation. Yeah, so we, we have several things. We have a, like a kind of a roadshow. We, we go to all the major Scrum events uh, in, in the region and, and we'll give some talks there. We'll certainly have a webinar um, to, to talk about that. And we're also scheduled several interviews uh, similar to, to this, for example. Okay. Uh, that that will come up soon, I guess. Okay. All right. What about uh, your website? Let us know, you know, about your website. I mean, first, let me go back. I mean, with, you know, everything that you're saying on, um, like you mentioned, the pro product owner, uh, Scrum doesn't really have a project manager um, because of how that process is set up, the team, T-shape. I mean, all of the different elements that's... Um, a part of scrum and then the parts that are not of scrum because when you when you hear that you're expecting to have all of these you know pieces and we just got to put this puzzle together but um you know without that playbook we're not going to be able to finish putting those puzzles together that's why i think your book the playbook is going to be imperative to anyone getting um into scrum and want to really dig in deep and you know understand it because we can hear the what all day long and the time that we're going to spend researching on the internet you know looking for different stuff seeing who else is talking about scrum we could just go straight shot get the playbook get our information get our what our how and we're in <laughs> so um i want to truly thank you for taking the time to come on and talk with us today and 
you know, give us something new. Uh, talk about the scrum. And like I say, I'm going to have to do something to get you back on so we can talk <laughs> about this again because I know it's got, questions are going to start flooding in and, you know, we're going to have to have, you know, another conversation about it, you know, probably after the book is officially launched because uh, hopefully by then I have my copy. <laughs> so uh, I have my copy so as I'm digging in it I know I'm gonna have some more questions like oh, wait a minute we did talk about this <laughs> so uh, I, I can't wait to get my copy of the playbook so I can start digging into it and um you know constantly sharing information especially this this interview with uh our audience so how can people get in touch with you, learn more about Scrub, and just follow Fabian and understand, you know, what you're doing? Okay, so the easiest way is probably the, the webpage, uscrumplaybook.com. So you, you can sign up there. You get uh, the current information. You can also um, write me an email over the webpage. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it's basically, Fabian Schwartz on LinkedIn, Fabian Schwartz on Twitter, Fabian Schwartz on Facebook. You can find me there everywhere. Okay. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to be in touch and talk a little about Scrum. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us on Savvy the Business Podcast. Um, and we, we, we're going to talk about Scrum is going to come up a lot more uh, with the Business Podcast and the magazine. So again, thank you so much. So um, Thanks, Melissa. Absolutely.